Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Now more of The Bernie Show on 590 The Fan. You know, as a, as a, before I introduce our guest, I was sitting here running my mouth talking about, but it was a little history lesson of uh, where the Cardinals kind of lost one of their strengths in terms of evaluating talent, procuring talent. I had to give you the history of that. You know me. Find, finding something to talk about and then talking for a long time, that's not a problem. So there's a gentleman sitting on the table. He's got a laptop. And I'm saying, that that dude's kind of interesting. <laughs> you know? I'm, I, yeah, I like it. That's what I would do. I'd be someplace. I'd be having a laptop, getting something done. So that happens to be <laughs> our special guest today here at Friendly Sports Bar and Grill in South County, Dale Shilley. St. Louis City SC Academy Director, and also if you listen to St. Louis City SC radio broadcast, the game broadcast, he is on their crew, he's the, their analyst, and he's we're here with us today. Again, follow him on Twitter at Dale Shilly, S-C-H-I-L-L-Y. Now, I gave a partial welcome, but I gave a partial introduction. I want your former partner... In the broadcast world, Mr. Jim Hewer, I want him to give you the proper introduction, Dale, but I'm glad, really glad that you're here. I am super excited that you're here as well, Dale. Um, so happy for what you guys and the whole organization has been able to do, but uh, welcome to the show. It's good to have you back uh, with the microphone with me. Yeah, here. yeah, it is good to be back. It's good to, to be together again, Jim. We had some great times. Yes, we had a lot of interesting times. There's no doubt about that, uh, covering soccer in St. Louis. And you've been part of the St. Louis soccer scene your entire life. So, I mean, being part of the city and what they're doing right now it's got to be pretty special for you you know i don't think any of us saw this exactly un- unfolding the way it unfolded uh you know the five game the five game win streak right out of the gate kind of set things off in the right trajectory uh and now in a position to really clinch first place i don't know that that is the case mathematically but for all intent and purposes, I think it's uh, it could be it could be done with three points this weekend versus Sporting Kansas City. City, from where I sit and where listen, I, I speak for everybody. Um, you, you could tell that it was going to be special uh, just for the way they they put everything together. I mean, from the venue 
to the game, the match experience. I mean, the people that they hired. I, I mean, I, I don't want to go through the whole list, but it, like the rollout was ideal. It's like, oh, they they know what they're doing. But I'm like, you, we, I don't know that we expected this much success, but maybe we should have because everything's been first class. Everything's been done the right way, you know. And uh, and and this is the payoff because. They exceeded expectations locally to an extent, nationally for sure, but it's not an accident, is it? I mean, you know, you know that better than any of us. It, no accident, no coincidence. No, Lutz had, a, Lutz had a pretty clear picture in his mind as to how things were going to roll out and how he saw things happening. And he, he just took his time and plotted through who he was going to hire, who were going to people and the people going to be in key positions and starting with Bradley Carnell and, and John Hackworth, just two guys that have had experience in, in the league and international experience, knew the market. And uh, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, just from there, they just started bringing in the right people and, and the rest uh, just happened as it happened. From just a, a pure soccer standpoint, the, the way the team was put together, but also just the way they play. What, uh, you're you're with them all the time, and you know so much about it with your soccer background, your distinguished soccer background. background excuse me. What are the things that you really love about this team? There's got to be quite a few, and take all the time you want because yeah. they're lovable. That's for sure. <laughs> I would say first and foremost, just the humility amongst the players and and the way that they go about their business day in and day out. It is a it's a group of players and a staff that just like to work. They like to work together. They get along. Um, they're selfless. They give them themselves. It's not about them. It's not about the individual. And, you know, I think just – and that is sort of – it's seen in the way that they play. It's a hard-working grind it out sort of style it is not about how many passes can they connect it's more about how quickly can they get pressure on the ball how much work can they can they invest into the game and then once they win it how quickly can they get to the goal and Bradley Carnell the the coach holds them to a super high standard in terms of how hard they work how much they work uh, how selfless they are. Uh, are they willing to, to be led by certain players on the team and, and by Bradley? Are they willing to give up their individual goals? And are they willing to just buy in completely to the system? And he got it right out of the gate. You know, that is a – it's not an easy thing to put together. It, as we're watching it play out week after week, you go, oh, this looks so simple. Everybody's on the same page. Could you speak to the difficulty of – because you went through a process of starting a you know a program and then trying to make it work, it's not that easy, right? Well, I, I would say one of the things that's the most astonishing about Bradley and the way that he's led and managed his group is that he's willing to sit players on the bench, not not necessarily because they've done something wrong, but because he wants to keep them in a place where they're still striving to get better. So he, he'll put Klaus on the bench. He'll put um, Leuven on the bench. And uh, and then they come back hungrier, and we saw that the other night. The the, the guys didn't start. Those two guys, the, two of their best field players didn't start. Tim Parker wasn't even dressed. And we get three points up in Minnesota against a team that's fighting for their lives. So, you know, just the 
the guts that it takes to lead that way and to uh, to just say to the players, it's about the it's about the total group. It's not about the individual. It's uh, it, it takes a lot of guts. I didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but. The style, their style of play, which has obviously been very successful. I mean, gosh, you look at their goal differential, uh, tied for the best in the league, and you know, goal scoring. I think they're third in the league, behind Columbus and uh, Atlanta, if I'm, if I'm correct. Um, anyway, in your experience, how does this style of play? How does that translate going into postseason soccer? Yeah, so it's it's a tough one because as teams get into the playoff, after 10 months of training and being in good soccer environments, they should be better and sharper on the ball, which would make it harder for us to be able to uh, impose ourselves on them. But we've gotten better as well. We've gotten better on the ball, but we've also gotten sharper with how we press and how we defend. So how does it play out? You know what? You're only got, you've got one game a week. That plays out pretty well. If you're if you're having to play three games in a week, uh, it gets a little bit more difficult. But you know we are now guaranteed to play the first round at home. That means we'll have two home games if if we need it. Um, and so playing in front of the crowd, I think it uh, I think it, it bodes well for us. Dale Shilly is with us, uh, St. Louis City SC Academy director, radio analyst for St. Louis City's uh, broadcasts. And I, I want to ask you this, with your deep roots in St. Louis soccer, and you dedicated your professional life to it, and um, uh, I, I, I'm happy for people just like you, and uh, like my, our mutual friend uh, Bill McDermott, and thousands and thousands like you guys, you've waited for this. Um, it's got to be. It's got to be a whole different, special level of joy to see what this is now that it's here, and just how wonderful it is. Everything about it has been wonderful. What, is, what does it mean to you to see this after all this time where it didn't look like it was going to happen, and hope, and then despair, hope, and despair? You got to be thrilled. I mean. The, the opening night when you saw the big TIFO and everybody with the placards and the cards and, and what they did in the stadium, it was, uh, was mind-blowing. And, and it just brought you back to, as you said, Bernie, everybody that's done so much for so long. And not just the, not just the recent attempts, starting with Jeff Cooper back in the 2000s, to, to bring an MLS team here. But, you know, all the, all the coaches that volunteered their time for all those years that kept the game moving forward and kept it alive in the CYC and, and the priests that helped organize the leagues and what have you. I mean, there's a lot of time and a lot of investment from a lot of people that kept the game growing in St. Louis when in other places it died. Uh, and so just the that, that night, that first night, was just a culmination of everybody's work and effort. And now, Bernie, I, I get texts from guys that are super excited. Or I'll see them, not at a game, but I'll see them at the airport. Or I'll see them at a restaurant. And they're just really excited about being in the stadium, about watching the team and how it's, how it's developed and watching the success and just feeling like they're a part of it. Um, the, the state of soccer in general, uh, big picture in St. Louis, uh, I can't even comprehend like the vast network of teams, coaches, leagues, players in terms of young talent that's that's 
on the vine, so to speak. Is, is this about as good as it's ever been in St. Louis in terms of the vastness of it? I would say in terms of the number of high-quality players, it's very high. I would say that in terms of the the upper end in terms of the highest quality player just the 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 top end talent has always been high so i don't know i don't want to say that it's any higher than the days of pat mcbride and al tros those guys are unbelievable players and they would be unbelievable players today in terms of just sheer numbers there are a lot of really good players coming out of the community right now in terms of of their level i would say that it's at the level um as those great players although let's say it's just off the level because those guys accomplish something we haven't get to see we haven't gotten to see what this group of young players is able to accomplish i want to ask you this too it's a follow-up when you have such a a tremendous soccer heritage in st louis and it's a way of life was there ever a time where because generations change with coaches too you know the the legends and and just people that have been in communities for such a long time they're not always going to be there then you have new blood coming in was there ever a time where uh, i'm not going to say stalled i think you know where i'm coming from but where maybe a whole new wave or generations of coaches had to kind of make their own reputation and build upon what was already there. Is that the kind of thing that's been happening through the generations? Yeah, I would agree with that. A couple couple things. One, I think the steamers back in their day interjected uh, a new life into the soccer community because there was a new following. I think the same things happen now with, uh, with City. There's just a, a new energy and a new enthusiasm around the sport that, uh, you know, that I think we saw back in the early steamer days. Uh, it's interesting you say that about generations and, and how things change or build on each other. You know, I, I talked to a couple of coaches about our style of play, and I was really concerned that local coaches, current coaches, would consider the pressing uh, high-pressure, high-energy style to be a fad and not a style because St. Louis has grown as a, in a reputation of being a passing a pretty soccer um, attacking oriented style not exactly the style that we're implementing with the with the first team and uh, and then I started looking back and talked to some coaches and they said oh this reminds us of when we were in the 50s this reminds us of the old school <laughs> you're bringing it back this is exactly what this town needs and so the old school guys were really supportive of what the game looked like because it brought them back to the way the game was played when they were a little bit younger so again generational I, I saw just to follow up, and I'm sorry. I, I love you that you you laid that out there because I saw uh, I, I saw a video on um, MLS season pass before the season, like right before the season. And Taylor Twelman was answering some questions, and he he really primed the pump because I I, I was smiling. I mean, I'm smiling. He said, "You know, this is a it's kind of it's a great great soccer town, but it's it's a tough soccer town." He said. I know right now there's a big there's a big huge group of coaches and you know so- soccer lifers <coughs> that hey they're not they don't like this style of play and then you have other people maybe just more open minded they're they're willing to give it a chance he said so if they don't if they run into some problems man you're going to have these two different mindsets banging into each other and like debating and everyone's going to be all riled up and I I just laughed because I just thought 
that's St. Louis, and that's a good thing because it's so passionate. Yeah, and, and, you know, you're right, or he was right, that there, there is this school of thought that it has to look a certain way for it to be attractive soccer. But then we look back at the goal, the second goal that we scored the other night against uh, Minnesota. Uh, we won the ball in the middle third of the field. Four or five passes later, we we got in towards the end line, uh, lost the ball, won it back, then got to the end line, brought it back, and the guy, Joe Blom, scored a great goal. So it doesn't mean, in Bradley's eyes and Lutz's eyes, it doesn't mean that we have to have 100 sequences of 25 passes in a game. What it means is in that one or two moments where the other team is opened up and, and they're disorganized, we've got to be good enough to connect the passes to get it to the right spot to score a goal. The rest of the time, work your tail off to make sure that they don't score and that we can create those opportunities. A technical question here, one with the MLS team and also with what you're doing with the, the academy. How hard is it to implement that one with the academy, with new kids, and then how hard was it or difficult was it to teach these new guys on the MLS team, hey, this is how we're going to do this? Yeah, well, I think from Bradley's perspective with the first team, it was just a matter of, you know, this is, you're under contract. This is how it's going to work. <laughs> um, you know, for the youth, it is a little bit different. And, uh, you know, some of the guys buy in completely where they would not want to be part of a possession style game you know they want to be a part of this environment so there is some there is some learning that has to take place but for the most part you're really asking the players to be to make good decisions good appropriate decisions meaning play forward when you can get the goal when you can defend in transition be good individual defending so it's not that difficult particularly with the youth because we still want them to be good soccer players we still want them to have all the technique and skills that are important we want them to play really well in transition um, and then uh, you know when they get older if they're able to make it into the second team and the first team then there they can start to hone in a little bit more on the exact transition to playing exactly like the first team and how many how many are involved with the academy if you because yeah, so I think that's something nobody really has a feel for yeah we have a hundred we have a hundred kids so we have an under 15 under 16 under 17 team and then we removed our under-18 team, if you would, from the MLS leagues, and we put them in a, in a national-based men's league. And so they only play ex-MLS players or ex-USL players and former college players. So last week we went down to, to Tennessee where there's a group that has four or five ex-MLS guys. We lost four to one. Tough game for us, but, uh, but a great game for our, our high school juniors and seniors to play against 32, 33, 34-year-old ex-MLS guys. <laughs> oh, wow. So just a really, uh, a really good lesson. Most MLS teams have uh, teams that are cl- academy that start at under 12 or under 13. We believe that at under 15, we, we can start there because the local community has such a competitive way about them at the club level. And, and we want those clubs to fight it out to see who are the best players, who are the best teams. If we took players away from them at 14 years old, we would ruin that competitive atmosphere and it would it would eventually hurt the uh, the quality of the players that we were turning out. Can, I, can you educate the uninformed i've always been fascinated by this from a distance and i'm never sure about the inner workings obviously it's a talent rich community and they and like you just mentioned i mean the kids start at a very young age and they grow and they grow and they grow 
What's the process of, uh, you know, these, these young players being, uh, you know, invited or being being able to get become a part? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. at St. Louis, uh, the, the, the academy, the soccer academy. Mm-hmm. Is it a thing where you, you guys uh, all, you hear from coaches, you hear from people in the community, and uh, you do you offer extended tryout, or do you have tryout camps? Like, where mm. where do you find the talent, and, you know, how do you winnow that down? And also, uh, what can kids do, or their parents, or whatever, um, to to make sure that they're seen? At least mm-hmm. they get a chance to try out. Do, so we, do you mind that question? Because no, I don't, I don't no, know no, the answer. No, not at all. I'm not fascinated all. by that. No, we have, uh, first I have a full-time scout. Um, that's out in the community watching games, watching players. So he knows all the players in the in our territory at, at the at this age. Um, we have um, uh, we have tryouts. We do open tryouts. We do invites for kids that we've seen. We have like a, a document online that that parents fill out for their for their kids to um, for their kids to to be seen that we can go out and watch and play. Sorry, it's all right. That. It's all right. No problem. <laughs> yeah, and um, so yeah, they they complete the online document. So then we, we they put them we put them on our database, and when the opportunity comes out for comes right for us to go out to see them play, then we go out and see them. But you know we're we know the better leagues, we know the better teams, we know the where we're going to find the better players, and uh, and then our our scout is out watching them perform and. And when an invite is appropriate, then we invite them in. The other thing we do is at 14 years old, we have a shadow team or what we call our player pathway. And so we do tryouts for the player pathway where kids at that younger age, the year before they would start in the academy, we do 10 training sessions with them across the year. That's by invite after we've seen them in trials. Uh, and from that is where we select our teams. We have 60 kids in that pathway. We started that program last night. Oh, wow. We're so you're saying in the old Norco days, I could have maybe been spotted, right, in my That's Norco right. tryouts? That's right. We would, have, we would have watched you in the Pepsi League. We would have watched you in the Pepsi League, and we would have, we would have gone out and seen you play, and, and you would have had an invite the next day. Nice. Our friend Dale Shilly is here, St. Louis City SC Academy Director, Radio Analyst for St. Louis City SC Broadcast. And uh, we're so happy that he's here. We're going to take a time out here. We're at Friendly Sports Bar and Grill, by the way, South County. I forgot to mention earlier, and I apologize. Uh, another thing we're giving away, including to the, you know, inclu- in addition, sorry, to the Tangles Hair Salon and Kenrick's Meats and Catering gift certificates and also a bottle of Journey Canadian Whiskey. Chris Pronger, his brother Sean Pronger, have uh, cultivated that. Two Cardinals tickets for Friday night. Box seats. Two Cardinals tickets for Friday night. So you got to be at friendlies to get them. And uh, is there trivia? Is there trivia tonight? Trivia tonight. Is there trivia tonight? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just want to make sure. Uh, trivia follows us at six thirty. It's free. Everyone has a great time. Usually, there's some incredible cupcakes around on big platters. It's not not. <laughs> the guy that does the trivia. Yeah. Oh, Leo Rosnick oh, of the okay. Rosnick Bakeries. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, cupcakes. Uh, I have to, like, force myself to get out of here before the cupcakes. <laughs> um, before we take a break here, I, I want to tell you about Paramount Jewelers. Of course, that's a St. Louis, that's a legendary St. Louis business in its own right. Been around for more than 75 years. They're, in Man- they're on Manchester Avenue, Manchester Road in um, 
beautiful downtown Maplewood. Just look for that iconic neon sign. Listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of really terrific places that will sell you jewelry, and they have everything you're looking for as far as like a specific type of jewelry, or you know whether it's rings, it's uh, watches, it's pearls, uh, antique type jewelry, uh, modern jewelry. I mean. Right on down the line. I mean, you just, whatever you can think of. I mean, you, you can pretty much find it anywhere. But what separates, in my humble opinion, what really distinguishes Paramount Jewelers is the um, the care that they take in making sure that they are attentive to their customers and that they'll work with their customers. They'll listen to their customers. They'll answer all the questions that you may have. And they'll also bring in a ton of... Uh, they'll bring out anything that you want to see. And if you have a hard time making up your mind, uh, they'll be there to offer advice and guidance. And so they're just they're so service oriented. And this is one of those businesses where you can tell everybody that works that they love what they do for a living. And you know who benefits from that? Customers, people that come in to do business with Paramount Jewelers and Maplewood. Because you're going to get the best service around. And, again, they are driven to content every single day to prove themselves that this is the place where you're going to get a great experience. And also, that if you, you look at that staff and you combine everyone's experience, years in the business, you, you come up with about 100 years of combined experience, plus they've got... Uh, a GIA graduate gemologist, which is like the highest end you can go in terms of expertise in this field. So if you want to find out more, but give them a chance if you haven't been down or if you haven't been down in a long time, give them a chance. You can learn more at ParamountJewelers.com, ParamountJewelers.com. We'll be right back at Friendly Sports Bar and Grill uh, in South County with Dale Schilly, St. Louis City SC Academy Director and Radio Analyst of St. Louis City SC. And uh, it was very, very kind of him to come by and spend some time with us in this 5 o'clock hour, which is brought to you by the United States Air Force Academy. We'll be right back.